As we move into the message portion of our service this morning, again, I just want to say welcome and happy Easter. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. If you're just joining us, my name is Pastor Micah Reed, and I'm the lead pastor here at Chisholm Assembly of God, and we're so excited to celebrate Resurrection Sunday together with you today. Easter is the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. So I also love to use the term Resurrection Sunday to everyone, right? Because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen? For several weeks, we have been focusing on some key words of Easter, words that Jesus focused on during his time when he walked here on earth with his disciples and how they apply to us now today, 2,000-some years later. The first week we talked about time, and more specifically, the Kairos version of time, which is a decisive moment or an appointed time. In Mark chapter 1, when it talked about Jesus coming, that's what it was talking about, an appointed time, a decisive moment when Jesus, as the Messiah, was publicly came onto the scene. Last week we talked about what it means to truly follow Jesus. What does it mean to follow him or to be a disciple of his? It means that we fully attach ourselves to Jesus. It means that we surrender to his calling for our lives. And it's an acceptance of his leadership. That's what it means to truly follow Jesus and to be a disciple of Jesus. And, and we looked at how he called the first four disciples and the way they responded and followed him when he called them. And this morning we're going to move on to our third word, and as you may be able to guess, with it being Easter Sunday, today's word that we're going to focus on is resurrection. Say it with me again this morning, resurrection. In the New Testament, the resurrection of Jesus is presented as a central event in all of human history. After being arrested, beaten, and nailed to a cross, Jesus died. And his body was laid to rest in a tomb. But hallelujah, we know that on the third day, as his mother and, and a few other individuals came to visit the tomb to prepare his body for its actual burial, they found that it was empty. Jesus was no longer in the tomb. The central event in all of human history is that someone who was dead at one point was now alive. Jesus had resurrected. I want to explore this today, not by looking at the text that specifically talk about Jesus' resurrection, but at another moment in his ministry where he shed light on the meaning of resurrection. So if you would this morning, turn with me in your Bibles to the Gospel of John. We're going to be reading from John chapter 11, starting at verse 17. So you can feel free to follow along as the verses will be placed on the screen next to me, otherwise you can follow along with your Bible as well. So starting at verse 17 of John chapter 11, it reads, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning her brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. 
Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Continuing on to verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. It's such a fascinating interaction that takes place between Martha and Jesus in this passage. Right? Martha's brother, Lazarus, has just died four days before Jesus get there. And hearing that Jesus had arrived, she ran out to the edge of the town to meet him. And what does she say to him right away? She says, If only you had been here. What did Martha do in that moment with that question, with that statement that she gave to Jesus? She was looking backwards in time. She was saying, if only you had been here, my brother would still be alive. Have you ever had any of those moments with God where you said, Lord, if only it had gone this way, everything would be okay now. Or Lord, if only you would have intervened then, we wouldn't be in this situation today. I think many times if we're honest with ourselves, we can act like Martha quite often. Even though Jesus is standing right in front of us, we look back in time, we look back behind us and wonder, the what if on moments that are already gone, moments that can't be changed. The past is the past. So what is important here is when we look at Jesus' response, he's not looking in the past like Martha was, but he's looking forward. And he says to her, your brother will rise again. Your brother will rise again, Jesus says to Martha, referring to Lazarus. And Martha's response was very appropriate of that of a faithful Jew of her day in that culture. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. This was a standard teaching of their day. If we look at Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, it says this, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. This and, and other key Old Testament passages cast this vision for God making all things new. When that happened, all God's people from past generations would be resurrected and given new bodies in this new creation. So when Jesus told Martha that her brother was going to rise again, she thought that he was just kind of being that guy or that good Jewish teacher that was saying something cheesy and, and trying to be extra spiritual in a way that would make her feel better. Like, I hope it makes you feel better. She, he's not here now, but he will be again one day. And they respond, Martha would probably respond with something like, yeah, I know. I know he will on the day of the resurrection. But what Jesus said next is huge. So right, I want to remind you again, Martha looked back in time, Jesus looks forward, and then he brings it all together in the present. So he took what was in the past, he looked forward to the future, and he brought it all together in the present. 
when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was saying to Martha that you believe that there is this great and glorious day of resurrection coming at the end of the age when all believers will be raised up from the grave. And you're right, but here's the mystery. Jesus is saying, I am the arrival of that day. I am the life and the resurrection. The future had suddenly burst into the present. Resurrection was not just this theological idea. It was a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. Martha looked back and said to Jesus again, If only you had been here. Jesus looked forward and said, I'm not done yet, Martha. He brought it together, saying, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus invited Martha to exchange this, this thought of looking backwards to a thought of looking forward, to exchange the if only for if Jesus. The if only for if Jesus. Instead of if only it had gone this way, everything would be okay. If Jesus is who he claims to be, the Son of God, the Messiah, the resurrection, the life, then suddenly the possibilities are endless, right? Our sorrow is exchanged for joy. Our despair is turned into hope. Death is turned into life. Do you remember what the last thing was that Jesus said to Martha? It's a simple question. He said this, do you believe this? Her response went beyond a simple yes, it was a full-fledged confession of faith in Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And her words echo across all time and into the confession of faith by people in our community still today. Again, Jesus asked Martha, he said, do you believe this? He asked this to Martha, and today he's asking the same question to each of us. Do we truly believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Do we believe that he's the resurrection and the life? Right? Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So with that thought in mind, I have another question for you this morning. And I want you to think how you would answer this question. Why are you a believer? Maybe you're watching and listening today or not, but, but if you are, why are you a believer? How would you sum that up in a sentence or two? What would your answer to that be? On a surface level, it might be something simple of you saying, well, because I was raised up in a Christian home and in a culture where Christianity was just the standard way of life. But maybe on a more deeper theological level, you might say, I'm a Christian because I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Listen closely to me this morning, church. The cross is so important. It leads us to big words like atonement and justification. Right? Jesus paid for our sins and as a result we've been justified. We're now seen as clean and clear and spotless in God's eyes. We've been redeemed and reconciled. We are sinners in need of a Savior. And the cross represents God's willingness to sacrifice His very own Son for our sins. The cross is so important that it has become a symbol of worldwide religion. 
We have it standing next to our stage here at our church. It's, a, it's mounted atop many church steeples. We wear it around our necks. Some even have it tattooed on their bodies. And here's what I want to say to you this morning. I think sometimes we get so focused on the cross that we forget about the empty tomb. We get so focused on the cross that we forget about the empty tomb. I'm not saying that we need to lower our view of the cross and what Christ did in going upon the cross. I'm saying that we need to elevate our view of the resurrection and what happened when Jesus walked out of the tomb. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15, 14. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. The resurrection of Jesus is so important to us that all of our faith hinges on it. Right? It does not hinge simply upon his crucifixion. It hinges upon his resurrection. A couple of verses later in verse 17 it reads, And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Right? It means that, that we're still living in our sins if Christ hasn't been resurrected. We haven't been reconciled yet. Without the resurrection, the power of the cross is lost. Without the resurrection, without Jesus leaving the tomb, the power of the cross is lost. Jesus again said that I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrection and life. Don't miss this this morning, church. Resurrection is not just the absence of death, it's the presence of life. Resurrection is not simply the absence of death, but it is the presence of life. Amen? John 10, verse 10. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I believe that Jesus was not just talking about eternal life after death, but abundant life right here and now today for you and I in the year 2020, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, that we were meant to have life and have it in abundance. A life that is full of meaning, a life that is full of purpose and power in and through Jesus Christ. The resurrection leads to a new life. The beauty of Easter is that the empty tomb could not have happened without the cross, and the cross would have been meaningless without the empty tomb. Right? It's not a, a one or the other. It's a both and situation. Right? The beauty of Easter is that the empty tomb could not have happened without the cross, and the cross would have been meaningless without the empty tomb. It's a both and situation. The cross is a symbol of what God was willing to do for us and the love that he has for us, the love that he has for you today. It's a symbol of death. We have to go there. That's the harsh reality of it. Jesus died a terrible, agonizing, painful death. And we have to wrestle with the reality that Jesus did that for you and I and every other person. But he did not stay dead, amen? He spent one, two, three days in the tomb, and then he left it. And that empty tomb is a symbol of life. Jesus defeated sin and death when he rose from the grave. He is the resurrection and the life. And through faith in him, the faith that led Martha to say yes when Jesus said, do you believe this? Through that faith, we are invited to share in the new life that Jesus unleashed when he rose from the grave. 
You and I are presented with that same opportunity, that same invitation this morning is available. And it doesn't come from me specifically. It comes from Jesus. He asks the question, do you believe this? Do you believe who I am? When Jesus asked Martha that question, her response was not only profound, it was timeless. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Christ has died, and he rose again, and he's going to come back again for us. He is the resurrection and the life. So again, my question today is, do you believe this? For all of you who are watching and listening this morning, will you choose life today? If you want to make that decision to choose life this morning, to surrender your heart to him and say, Yes, I believe that you are the Christ, you are the Son of God, you are the Messiah, and that you have come into this world to forgive me of my sins. I would love to pray with you this morning if that's you. Whether you're in your home, at work, or in a vehicle, I want to ask you to repeat after me in prayer this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your Son Jesus Christ, down to earth, to be the perfect, sinless sacrifice who bore my sins and shame upon the cross, only to defeat them forever, three days later. I surrender my heart to you from this day forward. Help me to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you made that decision this morning, hallelujah, we're so excited for you. It's the best decision that any of us can ever make in our lives. I also want to ask if you made that decision and you're watching on our church online platform, that you would mark that down by clicking the salvation button inside the chat option. This helps us to know how many people have responded this morning and to just see the mighty work that God is doing right now in the ministry here today. As I mentioned earlier, I love celebrating Easter and remembering not just Jesus' death and sacrifice upon the cross, but also his resurrection when he defeated sin and death forever three days later, when he walked out of the tomb. Isn't it amazing this morning as we sit here to think about how God is truly alive and active still today, amen? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Again, I want to pray for us before we conclude this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to gather together here online this morning. God, and to hear from you and your Holy Spirit through a time of worship through a time of a family object lesson, through looking to your word and our message this morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, and through it all of our faith hinges upon that, we thank you for the love that you had for us, that you were willing to send your one and only son out of heaven to be the sacrifice for us. We thank you for that. We remember that and we celebrate that today with great joy in our hearts.
So Father, as we, we celebrate with our family today, Resurrection Sunday, I pray that you continue to pour your spirit and your presence out upon each and every one of us. That you'd be honored in all that we do and say in our conversations. We give the rest of this day and this time to you. And we ask that you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you so much for choosing to worship and celebrate Easter with us this morning online at Chisholm Assembly of God. I want to pray blessings over each of you as you continue to celebrate Easter with your families today. Father, we do again, we thank you not only for the service and the celebration, but God, also for all this family time that is going to be happening now. Lord, many of us are already gathered together with our families. Maybe we're going to be joining up with more in the next little bit. God, we pray that you would bless that time, God, that you would come and you'd work and move in a mighty and a powerful way and that your love would be shown. We pray that as we remember the sacrifice you made and the victory that came, the life that comes through the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. May you be glorified and lifted up. May we be a light and a beacon to this world and this community around us. God, in, in this time of uncertainty, in this time where people are scared and it, it's full of chaos, God, we just ask that you give us the peace and the hope and the joy that comes through you as the anchor of our faith that we can hold on to. So, Father, help us to be salt in the world. Help us to be light in the world. God, help us to be your hands and feet to Chisholm, to the Iron Range, and around the world. We love you, we praise you, and we worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you for joining us online for church this morning. If we can help you in any way during this time, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us pastors by calling the church. Our phone number is 218-254-0026, or you can email the church at yourchurchupnorth at hotmail.com. Have a wonderful Resurrection Sunday celebrating Jesus' death and resurrection with your family and friends. God bless.